Hey, hey, welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Saturday morning, April 25th. This is where every morning on the weekdays at 9 a.m. and on the weekends before my kids wake up, we work through just a little bit of the Bible together, and this year we'll work through all the Gospels. So this morning we're looking at Matthew chapter 21, beginning at verse 23, and we'll read verse through verse 32. Let's go ahead and uh, pray and then get into God's Word together. Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the blessing it is to get into your Word this morning. We thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy that are new every morning. We, Father, pray that you would help us to understand your Word, uh, illuminate our eyes, Father, open our ears. Let us understand what you would have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Matthew chapter 21, beginning at verse 23. Now when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing. Which, if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And then verse 28. But what do you think? A man has two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterwards he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered, I go, sir, but he did not go. Which of these two did the will of his father? They said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him, and when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. All right, so two wonderful stories for us to look at this morning, and we need to start with asking ourselves, A, what is this a story about? So verses 23 through 27 is our first uh, story, there's a word in theology we use for these types of things. They're called pericopes, so just a self-contained unit. And so this first self-contained unit is verses 23 through 27. What is that verse saying? Or are those verses saying? So A, what is this about? I think that this is about uh, Jesus showing his authority is from heaven. And those in authority disbelieving him. Right, So it's the chief priests and the elders of the people are confronting him. And they ask, 
by what authority are you doing these things? How are you turning over the money changers? How are you sending all of our, our revenue away? How are you doing all these things? And Jesus won't answer them directly, but he answers them with a question which exposes their heart. I'll tell you if you answer me this question. Where was John's baptism from? Right? Was it from heaven or from men? Was it made up? Or was John really sent by God? And they don't want to answer. They don't want to answer. They actually reason with themselves, right? That's what verse 25 says. They reason with themselves. And they say, if, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why didn't you believe him? Right? If he was from God, why didn't you go out and be baptized? Why didn't you turn from their sin? Right? They'd have to actually deal with the fact that they themselves are sinners. But they don't believe it. They don't believe that they're sinners. They don't believe that they're in need of God's grace. They don't believe that they need to return from their sin. They believe that they're good, law-keeping Jews. But if they say it's from men, well, then they lose all their authority because the people who are there in the temple believe that John was a prophet. And so they, don't, they won't answer Jesus. They just won't answer Jesus. In their hardness of their heart, in their disbelief, they will not answer Jesus. They won't deal with the, what John was telling them to do, to repent, for the kingdom of heaven was at hand. They won't believe Jesus by what authority. Right? They're, they're filled with this disbelief. And so uh, I'm going to say in my Bible, the best verse that I'm going to highlight to underline here is the second part of verse 27. And he, that being Jesus, and he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Let me know down in the comments, what, did you, what, were, what would you write in the margin of your Bibles? What would you say is, is the best verse to summarize? Or how would you uh, summarize it in your own words? So that's the A for what is this section about. Is Jesus exposing the disbelief of the chief priests and the elders? The next section is what Jesus says following up on this, right? And that's the two sons, right? So there are two sons. One uh, won't obey the father, but then turns and he does obey. The second son says, oh, yes, I will obey, but then doesn't do it. And which one of these sons did the will of his father? And they said the first. And then Jesus points out that they are the second son, that they give lip service to God, but don't actually do his will. Versus, and they, woo, this would have blown their tops, right? Uh, verses 31, he says, Assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots will enter the kingdom of, kingdom of God before you. Tax collectors, those people whom they hate, the extortioners of society, harlots, the sexually immoral, the Proverbs chapter 7 woman, you know, th these are these are people who are on the low rungs of society, and yet they're the ones repenting. Remember, one of Jesus' disciples is Matthew, who was the tax collector, who repented of his sin and gave back everything that he had extortioned from people. It's, it's, it's the harlots who are repenting of their sins, having them forgiven, and are following Jesus. This is the beauty of the gospel that Jesus is saying, look, it is, it is those who ha might have been only laboring for a few hours and they're receiving the full riches of the kingdom of heaven. It is, it is, it's amazing that 
Jesus is putting the chief priests underneath the tax collectors and the prostitutes. So what would you write in the margin of your Bible, right? So the A, what is this about? What is this about? I think that this is, uh, is, is, is about those who will repent of their sins. Right? Jesus is putting the, putting the fire to their feet. Jesus is refining and showing them what's really in their heart, that they don't actually believe God. They don't believe that they are in need of the grace and mercy of God. They think that they're not sinners themselves, which is ironic because they're at the temple, the very place where they need to make atonement for their sins. And Jesus, the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world, is right in front of them. But they won't believe John, who declared, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Right? They won't believe it. So, so I think that's what it's getting at here. And I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, highlight verse 32. Verse 32 is what I think is the best verse to summarize this. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but tax collectors and harlots believed him, and when you saw it, you did not afterwards relent and believe him. So I think that's the best verse. I could be wrong, though. Maybe you would want to highlight something else in your Bible that you think summarizes this passage best. Let me know if, if you would summarize something else. Well, that's our A's and our B's. Now we need to do our C's, right? A, what is this about? B, what is the best verse to summarize? And C, what is God calling us to do in response to this verse today? Well, I think it's pretty clear from this passage that we need to believe that Jesus is the one sent by God with authority from the Father and that we are to believe him. Right, that Jesus saves a sinner like me. That Jesus can save sinners like you. That if Jesus can save the extortioners and the prostitutes of our society, I won. I just read a quote today uh, that, somebody, that somebody wrote and they said, uh, Jesus saw the best in me and died to cleanse me of it. It was by God's sure grace that he looks down upon us, that he looks at, at tax collectors, prostitutes, gluttons, those who are angry, those who, who revile, those who are drunk. And he saves them. He brings them into his kingdom. He gives them his spirit. He changes their souls. He did it for a sinner like me. And so this morning, I'm going to thank God. In, in, my, in my prayer journal here, I'm going to spend some time, and I'm just going to thank God for his sovereign, wonderful mercy. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for giving us it this morning. We thank you, Father, that you save sinners like us. We thank you, Lord, that you sent your only begotten Son to be the lamb who takes away our sins. We thank you for washing away our sins, for redeeming us, for loving us, for caring for us. Lord, what grace you have shown to us. Father, we pray that we would never lose sight of your grace, that our hearts would always rejoice in your love. Father, please care for us this day. In Jesus' name, amen.
Well, Lord bless you today and give you peace. Bye.